Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Friday Follow-Up here on the Cashflow Chronicles podcast. I am your gracious host, Johnny Katani, and we have made it through another glorious week. If you are anywhere on the west side of the country, it has been freezing cold. I mean, it went from literally the 40s, high 30s, 40s to like the high, I think yesterday, the warmest it got was like 19 degrees. Uh, and I go to the gym so early, well, early enough that it's so dark. So it was, I believe nine degrees, uh, when I drove to the gym. So been absolutely just loving it. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. It's been uh, horrible. It's that's just too cold, but we have the solution. I am renting a little camp trailer and my dog Jameson and I are headed down south to do some camping and, uh, you know, a little unplug, get outside, get into nature. Uh, I should say glamping. It's glamping. You know, I grew up camping in a tent. And can I do it? Yes, I do. And I love to backpack. But man, if I can stay in a trailer, it's way better. <laughs> so... Those are my plans this weekend. I hope you guys have great plans. I've got an awesome show for you guys today. We are going to be giving a review of PodFest, which is the conference that Sam and I went to last weekend in Orlando. Uh, got some interesting reviews, some good and some bad. But first, you can stay up to date with everything I'm doing by following me on Instagram at Johnny Katani. You can also follow me on TikTok. Still trying to decide what route I want to go with TikTok. Of course, everyone in the social media business space is saying that, you know, they should be basically symbiotic, essentially the same, mutually exclusive, probably is a better way of putting it. Between Instagram and TikTok, Reels, everything business. Right now, I've got TikTok as kind of like the other side of me. There's going to be a mix of business, but there's some live stuff in there. Like yesterday, I complained about my inability to conform to time. I don't know. I, I just, I struggle with time so much. Not necessarily time management. Sometimes it can, it can manifest into poor time management for sure. But if anybody has any solutions or anything that's helped them, I just I have a hard time believing that in uh, literally three and a half weeks because February short month is going to be March. And people are talking about making plans in March. And I've got a conference here in Salt Lake, best ever conference at the beginning of March. And it's literally like a month away. And I can't wrap my head around that. So because... If you're like me and you're super busy, your schedule, I mean, my schedule is basically planned out for the year. Now, there's going to be some things that change and there's hint, hint, some big news coming potentially that uh, will uh, 
caused some big changes in my calendar perhaps, but for the most part, my calendar is scheduled for the year. I, I know what I'm doing for the year. So I'm already preparing for like Q2 and it's just crazy to think that uh, we're, we're in February. So if anybody has any solutions for that, uh, please let me know. But alas, without further ado, let's get to PodFest review. So if you don't know, Sam and I went to Orlando, flew to Orlando last week. We flew out Wednesday morning, got there. Sunshine, it was warm. It was not hot. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, what happened is it had been in the 80s the whole time leading up to when we got there, and then the warmest got was 70 while we were there. So it was a bit um, – it's kind of one of those things where you don't want to complain about it being 70 degrees, especially when you come home and it is 19 degrees, but it is a bit of a bummer to see a string of 85 degree days. And then you get there and the high is like 65, 70. That kind of hurt a little bit, but the sun still came out pretty much every day and we were able to sit outside by the pool, not get in the pool it was not, warm enough for the pool, but was able to sit outside in a bathing suit and I got tan and it was glorious and it was much, much needed vitamin D. And I'm extremely, extremely grateful, but pod fest. Okay. So, so we got there Wednesday and we go to dinner Wednesday night and We've been working our butts off. As I mentioned last week, I've been alcohol sober now for uh, 32 days, essentially. And what it's done for my um, motivate, well, I should, I'm going to do a big review at the end of the 60 days, but what it's done for my, I'm having a huge brain fart right now for my, uh, really for my motivation in terms of like my efficiency, my productivity, gosh, I don't know why that word was so hard for me to find. It's late. Uh, well, later than I usually record, it's been a long day. So you'll have to forgive me if I have some brain farts here and there, but what it's done for my productivity has been, I mean, exponential to what I was able to do while I was drinking and, and I don't want to make it sound like I was doing a lot of drinking, but on the weekends, you know, sometimes I would get carried away and go out, you know, Friday and Saturday and, you know, maybe some day drinking on Sunday if it was nice weather or something was going on. So all of that's gone away. So now my weekends are productive in terms of getting stuff done or going out in into nature, skiing, adventures trips, conferences, whatever it may be. And I have all this energy. I'm sleeping incredibly. And so I'm getting so much done. And because of that, I've just been working like crazy and it's been great, but it came to a head when we landed in Orlando and we're at dinner and we're looking at the agenda for Thursday and none of the topics are really, really doing it. 
none of nothing is really sticking out to me as like, wow, I, I need to see, I need to see this talk. So we pull a monster pivot, which ends up being, I mean, pivot of the year. It's, you know, ha, it's just started, but pivot of the year so far. And we buy tickets to Universal Studios to park one day passes so we can go to Universal Studios, Florida, or yeah, Florida and Islands of Adventure, which if you've been to them, you know, Islands of Adventure has all the best roller coasters, but uh, Universal Studios has some cool attractions as well. And we ended up literally just skipping. No, that's not true. We went and we went and checked in and registered on Thursday morning and kind of got a lay of the land. And it was a little quiet to say the least. So we bought tickets to Universal Studios and we went and played all day, rolled roller coasters. Holy cow, you guys. So I grew up actually, fun fact, I actually grew up on the Island of Adventures roller coasters. Those are the first ones I was able to ride, first serious roller coasters, because at the time we lived in Florida. Uh, true story, I've lived in uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and I've lived in Florida, Melbourne Beach, which is about an hour, four, 45 to an hour south of Orlando, if I remember correctly. And because of that, we would go up as a family to my little sister, my mom, and my uh, mom's husband at the time would go up and ride roller coasters. And this was, I mean, gosh, you guys, this was like 20 years ago. So the Hulk was like the was like an evolutionary ride. And the Hulk is their probably most famous roller coaster that they still have. And big green roller coaster called the Incredible Hulk, whole thing centered around the Hulk, you know, how there's all this stuff to kind of keep you entertained uh, as you're waiting in line. And we ended up catching it, I mean, just perfectly. The longest we waited, we waited less than an hour, 55 minutes naturally was the very last ride. But up until that point, we didn't wait more than 40 minutes. And the sun came out. It was gorgeous. I mean, we ended up doing like 12 miles total of walking, just bouncing around. The nerd in me came out. I felt like a little kid again. We explored Harry Potter World, which was amazing. Unfortunately, the ride there we heard is incredible. Uh, well, there's two. The one with all the CGI was a lot of fun. It's like uh, like Harry Potter experience. That was absolutely magical. So much fun. But they have another one called Hagrid's like motorbike adventure. And it was always a 90-minute wait. So we never end up waiting. Come to find out, it's like one of the most the best engineered rides in the world. It's absolutely incredible in terms of the experience what it offers which explains why it's such a long wait and everybody wants to ride it so that one unfortunately is still on the bucket list but they replaced dueling dragons so they had a ride they had a roller coaster called dueling dragons and it was two roller coasters exact same that when i first started riding them would go at the same time and everything was in opposite directions and then there were moments where they would like come at each other you know, and it looked like you were going to crash into each other. And then, of course, you know, they would go their separate directions and they were absolutely incredible. And because it was too, you know, it would limit, you know, mitigate how long you had to wait in line. And they were amazing. 
And so, no, I'm sorry. The Harry Potter one is what replaced doing dragons in terms of where it was. And they brought in the Harry Potter ride because apparently it can do like 2,800 people an hour, but the engineering is so, um, so heavy in terms of so taxing on the machinery on how many moving parts it has that in order to do that many, when they first came out, they would have to close it every day at 4 p.m. to re-grease everything and do daily maintenance. So because of that, they've reduced the amount of people they can put through it in order for it to stay open all day long, which means a longer wait. I assume as time goes on, they'll get more and more efficient and eventually hopefully get back to that 2,800 people an hour, which is just staggering in terms of a roller coaster. But they've added a new ride in honor of Jurassic world. And it's called the Velocicoaster. And Oh my gosh, you guys, it is, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And I could spend this whole podcast just talking about the Velocicoaster. We wrote it. It was Sam and I is both first time riding it. And we got in the second row and literally screamed it literally laughed so hard. We were crying because it was absolutely incredible that we lapped it. We got off and literally got back in line, waited for the fir- front row this time and rode in the front row. And it's, I mean, it's just 10 out of 10, my favorite roller coaster I've ever ridden. I I just, and to end it, we rode that to, to close out the night. That was the last one we rode, which uh, we got two 35 minute waits and then 55 minute wait at the end, just because, uh, Islands of Adventure stays open an hour longer. So if naturally everybody with the two park pass bleeds over and the lines get a little bit longer, but I mean, we wrote it three times and it, it was every time was, was so fun. So that was the big, a huge pivot. Right. And just so much needed. We've been working so hard that it felt so good to just kind of unplug and feel like little kids again and just have a day in the sunshine riding roller coasters. And my brain needed it. My soul needed it. And you, and it's funny and goes right into what I was saying last week about you guys be spontaneous. Those make the best memories. That's a now a core memory because we just followed our gut feeling and our gut ended up being correct. We So we ended up going to PodFest on Friday for a little bit. Well, we saw some of the things we wanted to see, did some networking. Um, there was any, uh, we ended, there ended up being uh, a group there, a small group there who had real estate podcasts. We all ended up meeting up kind of Friday afternoon, late afternoon. And after talking to people, it turns out Thursday was kind of a bust. And so we didn't feel bad. And if you've been listening, you know that another reason we were going is because our podcast coach was speaking on a panel on Saturday, which was the last day. So we finally got to meet Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. He's absolutely, he's just as amazing in person as he is over Zoom. And we chatted with him and hopefully I can say this, but he said that he would have gone home on Thursday after Thursday if he didn't have to speak because the speakers they had, I was over 
I was more qualified than some of the speakers. And listen, a daily has extradited everything, right? I, I have 218 now aired episodes. This will be 200, let's see, 221, I believe. And so by the time you're listening, it's 221 published episodes. And there were people up there with like 30 aired episodes, which is, you know, of a weekly, that's like eight months of a weekly, seven months of a weekly. There were people saying that you shouldn't be using social media to grow a following. Like just absolutely absurd. I mean, listen, I love a good hot take good controversial opinion, but that's just, that's just straight ignorance. I think at that point, and that's not, that's almost too far in the wrong direction. So the nice thing in my review of podcasts or of podfest, I give it a six out of 10 total. We were able to accomplish things we want to accomplish, made some good connections. Really all it's about are just those few connections. I've told you guys, my goal when I go to those things is not necessarily to sit through a lot of talks, especially because I have a hard time sitting still anyway, but it's really about the networking. And because of that, I met some great people, got some great contacts, going to have some awesome people on my podcast, going to go on some great podcasts. In fact, I just got an email tonight from one of the, in fact, the lady who organized the real estate podcast meetup. So uh, very, very, like, very excited in that I, I got what I was looking for, which, you know, if you go to enough of these things, which I have now, not that I'm some veteran who goes to, you know, 10 of these a year, I go to, I could probably go to four this year, maybe five. We'll kind of see now it'll be different once I start speaking and that's next year's goal. This year's goal, like I said, start growing the portfolio, really get a foundation to stand on to, to start speaking. And so I'm really looking forward to that, but attending them, the really the key for me is the networking and I figured out how to do that and maximize my time. And, and the more you do it, the less awkward you feel just straight walking up to someone, you know, or just like stopping someone as they're walking by and, and chatting with them and, and striking up a conversation. And you start to recognize people from like LinkedIn and social media, if they've got a, a footprint. So, you know, the, the, the industry starts to get small, the more you're in it, which is nice. And and that's how a lot of industries are going to be. Right. So I encourage you in your industry to, to go and network and, and learn how to do it effectively. And like I talked about, you know, last week, it's really not that hard, even as an introvert, because you really don't need to expel a ton of energy and you don't need to give it a lot of time. I mean, think about how many conversations you could have in an hour you know you could have three really good meaningful conversations in an hour right so if you think an hour a day that's three total hours that's nine conversations let's just say 10 just because i like easier math 10 conversations you know 10 meaningful conversations you know let's of those two become partnerships 20% that's solid even one one partnership could pay for could 10 X the cost of your, the entire trip, let's say, you know, with airfare and everything ticket price, you're at, 
you know, $1,500. And I can get why that they can start to add up and, and people can't make them, but, or let's just say a thousand, right? You do it super low budget. And these may sound like a lot. And you guys, some of these ticket prices are ridiculous, which is why I don't go to so many because I'm not going to pay $1,200 for a freaking conference ticket, right? Like that better guarantee me a partnership for $1,200. And luckily because of my networking skills, it almost can, but still, but to 10 X, you know, a thousand dollars, that's, that's $10,000. You could, you could make that with an acquisition fee, you know, in a partnership, not to mention what you'd make over the life of a deal, a really good deal. So that's my review of PodFest. That's my goal. I was able to accomplish it. Was it the best? No, but also coming off of Race Fest, I got super spoiled. I mean, again, Hunter just puts on an absolute show, a masterclass in conferences, which by attending enough of his, you know, I could easily do my own. Now, whether or not I want to go through that headache, I don't know. It looks so stressful. It's like having a massive party. Do you actually have fun at your own parties? Answer is no, you don't. Because you're stressed out the whole time, making sure everything's going well. If something's not going well, you got to put out fires left and right. And it's not to say you don't have people in place to do certain things, but ultimately, you know, the buck stops with you. And I'm just not sure that that appeals to me. So I don't know. That could change over time. We'll see the next sort of echelon or the next step in my evolution is, is speaking. So we'll see how that goes and looking forward to that. So anyway, that's my review of PodFest. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have great plans this weekend. I am on my way to St. George, Utah right now for some warmer weather. So it's be in the sixties, knock on wood. And I'm going to go just, just my dog and I, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram and follow along. We do some cold plunges. We're going to stay by a lake and just have a good time. Unplug. I'm going to do a lot of reading. You guys, I've started reading way more than I usually do because again, I've got time now that I'm not drinking and I'm filling that time with productive things and just more productive things are happening. And it is freaky. You guys, I'm going to do, like I said, a full review. Here's my biggest challenge when it comes to this, though. Uh, Fly Eagles Fly, your boy is a huge Eagles fan. I, aside from living in Florida, spent most of my childhood growing up in southern New Jersey. Southern. Wow. In South Jersey, right near Atlantic City, suburb outside, about 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away from Atlantic City, which, fun fact, all the streets of Monopoly are named after the streets in Atlantic City, New Jersey. There's your fun fact of the day. And because of that, you're only like an hour, hour 20 from Philly. So you're closer to Philly than you are to New York and actually to North Jersey where the Giants play. So I was a Philly sports fan. So I'm an Eagles fan. And the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Let's go. Fly, Eagles, fly. And it's challenging to not want to drink at the Super Bowl. So... Debating whether or not I do it, uh, the reason I would is, A, to obviously celebrate, but almost as a test to see how I feel, to see if it's even something I want to do. Now, of course, I can go the full 60 days and, of course, drink after that, right? And my goal and my plan was to just drink on the Super Bowl and then finish out uh, the 60 days. 
So I almost want to A, B test and just see. But what I am going to do is I'm going to do a full review of the 60 days, how I feel, big takeaways, all of that at the end of February, which is literally a month from now. So you don't have to wait that long. It's like four episodes away. (laughs) Despite what my brain wants to tell me, that my brain wants to tell me otherwise. So look forward to that. It'll be a really awesome episode because I've got some great things to touch on. Those of you that are doing that did dry January, congratulations. You made it. You're probably, you may be drinking. If not, I know there are some people who did dry January, feel the same way I feel and are continuing it. So shout out to those people. You guys, if you do drink, it's not a bad thing. It's very, very, very personal and subjective of whether or not, for me, it's not about necessarily drinking or not drinking. It's about the control and giving up that control. Unfortunately, I was not always in control of the amount. So again, we'll get to that. But to come full circle, follow me on social media at Johnny Katani, J-O-N-N-Y-C-A-T-T-A-N-I. You can go to the cashflowchronicles.com. I'm working on a lead magnet. You will be the first ones to get it. If you go to the cashflow, the cashflowchronicles.com, you'll be the first one to get it. Uh, when it is ready, but there's an awesome video there for you to see and some other bonus material in the meantime, hint, hint, it's awesome. So thank you guys. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And I will talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to katanicapitalgroup.com to learn more.